Hi everyone, this is Mark and welcome to another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And in this episode, uh, I'm going to be doing a review of um, a film that I recently saw, which is a continuation of a film series that I have loved ever since I was a kid. And um, the film series, the film franchise, if you want to describe it as that, is of course um, the franchise Ghostbusters, which was originated um, in 1984 with the original Ghostbusters film. Then um, in 1989, there was a sequel uh, called Ghostbusters 2. Um, but the film that I'm going to talk about today is, of course, the 2021 uh, American supernatural comedy film. And as I said, the sequel to the original um Ghostbusters films, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and um, Ghostbusters Afterlife, <coughs> excuse me, was um, directed by uh, Jason Reitman, who's of course the son um, of the original um, director of the original um, Ghostbusters films, uh, Ivan Reitman, and. Um, I of course I'd heard about uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I'd wanted to um, see the film in in theaters, um, but uh, for one reason or another, I never got the opportunity to go and see it. Um, so I had to wait for it to come out on um, on streaming, um, and I was going to watch it. Um, on, on uh, one of the stream platforms. Uh, but then um, I was in HMV the other day. And I noticed that um, Ghostbusters Afterlife had been released on DVD and Blu-ray. And I saw that um, in HMV, uh, which is one of my favourite stores. It sells everything from DVDs to Blu-rays and vinyls. Uh, in HMV they were selling all three Ghostbusters films. Um, and of course, there was a um, there was a Ghostbusters film that was released um, a couple of years ago, um, which wasn't a continuation of the the original uh, two films. It was um, very much a, a remake, a reimagining uh, of the um, of the film um, that um, starred um, a, a female cast. Um, and I watched that, um, it came out in 2016, and I watched it, I liked it, but I just thought of it more as an, an homage to the, uh, the franchise, and I didn't, um, think that it had any longevity, um, in, in regards to there being a sequel, I, I didn't think it was ever going to be a, a continuation, I didn't think it was going to be, <clears throat> um, you know, a re, a reboot, of the of the series because um how can you reboot a, such a, a beloved franchise as the ghostbusters films but you know when we look at other franchises that have been reimagined or rebooted um you know obviously um you know there is still uh, a hunger for um um 
films um, of um, a certain um, theme or set within a certain universe and, you know, um, you know, there's been reimaginings for, for years such as, you know, Battlestar Galactica was reimagined for te- uh, television. Um, S- Star Trek, uh, there was some Star Trek films that were set in uh, a, another timeline um um and but you've also had continuations of of film franchises um direct sequels such as Blade Runner 2049 which was a uh, a direct sequel to the original Blade Runner that came out in 1982 um and um for me i i think I I don't like the idea of rebooting a, a, a film series, and um, you know that's why um, um, the 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 director of uh, Back to the Future, Robert Zemeckis, uh, who made the the original Back to the Future trilogy, he believes that it that the the film Back to the Future shouldn't be remade in any way, shape, or form. It shouldn't be rebooted. It shouldn't be continued. He believes that the film films that they made were you know the the entire sort story you know revolved around uh, marty mcfly and doc brown um and the film starred of course christopher lloyd and michael j fox and i can see what he means and to me if they did make a a back to the future four or whatever they would call it um i would watch it but if it didn't star Michael J. Fox, if it didn't star Christopher Lloyd, if it didn't have a direct continuation to the the the, the Back to the Future films um, that I know and love and have grown up with, um, then you know I would probably have the same reaction that I did to uh, the 2016 Ghostbusters film. But getting back to Ghostbusters Afterlife. You know, I'd seen the trailers. Um, I'd seen that it appeared that there was going that there was a a younger cast, um, and in the trailers there was no sign of the original Ghostbusters. Well, there was a clip uh, of a a, promo- a commercial that the the original Ghostbusters, um, Dan Aykroyd, um, Bill Murray, and um, um, Harold Ramis. Um, appeared in as their um as their characters um you know trying to get work for the ghostbusters back in um 1984 but um yeah so i saw the trailers and i had high hopes but i i know that some people were were worried that um you know it was treading old ground that it was not going to be like it was you know Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters, was set in New York City. Uh, in the 1984 film, you had the, the Stay Puft Man, um, you know, at the, at the culmination. Um, you had the, the demon um, Zool. Um, you had all these, um, these components that all came to a conclusion at the end. Um, and you got to see, you know, the Ghostbusters start up business. You got to see, um, them catching ghosts. Um, and it was such a fun and 
uh, an entertaining and just a, uh, an amazing um, experience to watch the original Ghostbusters film. And I absolutely loved it. I watched Ghostbusters over and over again as a kid. I could sing the Ghostbusters song, um, you know, verbatim, you know. Um, and when Ghostbusters 2 came out, I absolutely I loved that too. Um, and... You know, at the conclusion, when Ghostbusters 2 came out in 1989, you know, I was still a kid then, um, and I just continued to watch the films over and over and over again. Um, and as I said, when I, I learned that they were going to make this, I'd watched the um, the 2006 version, 16 version, um, and it was fine, but um, as I say, it wasn't a continuation. Um, so, going into Ghostbusters Afterlife, I had high hopes for it um i liked that the um i'd heard that the 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 son of the original um director of the ghostbusters film was directing the film um jason reitman and um i'd heard that um there was a, a possibility that uh bill murray and dan Aykroyd and ernie hudson uh annie potts um would would turn up but um I liked the the cast that was I knew it was going to be in there, including uh, Finn Wolfhard, who I knew from um, Stranger Things um, TV show. Uh, Paul Rudd, he's a great actor. Um, so I had high hopes, but and as I said, I wanted to watch it at the cinema because I absolutely loved the experience of going to the cinema and sitting down and you know as the, the lights dim and and the the, the brights the screen in front of you widened and you know you really get drawn into the the experience of watching a film um but i waited and as i said i, I saw that it was uh, on sale and i thought hey why not and i uh, bought it brought it home watched it and i absolutely loved it and what i loved about it the most um was um, for all the reasons that um, Jason Reitman um, um, described how much he loved being on the set of the original Ghostbusters back in 1984 when he was seven years old, when he was watching his, his father uh, direct that film. Um, and he saw this film that he was making, Ghostbusters Afterlife, as sort of a um a love letter to the original the original films and it's as i say it's a continuation and it um extends and broadens the universe and it really catches us up on uh what happened to the ghostbusters and um i love that um it we don't see the Ghostbusters. At, uh, for, we do see the original Ghostbusters. But we don't see them for quite a while. Uh, because the film, the, the story of the film is set 32 years after the events of Ghostbusters 2, you see. Um, it takes place mainly in um, the, the state of Oklahoma. Where um, Egon Spengler, um, who was played by Harold Ramis... Um, had um, um, moved to, uh, um, but he it had 
had a, it appears, and we get to see him at first. We get to see Egon, and you you don't see him directly. You don't see him in in that it, that it's him, but you see him in silhouette, and even in silhouette, you get the idea. You know who this is. You know that this is Egon, who um, you know has has a very unique um, um, silhouette to him, and even though he's he's older, you could definitely tell it was him, and um, he dies. We see him be killed by this um, this malevolent supernatural creature that he tries to capture um, because it appears that um, he's now living on a on a farm in Oklahoma and he'd set up um, traps um, to capture um, this entity uh, within um, Somerville which is the the town in Oklahoma um, and he lures this creature to his farm. He tries to, as I say, activate um, the, the, these traps, the ghost traps, to trap this this creature. Um, but um, he is unsuccessful because the, the traps, the, the power goes out. Um, and he goes into his home and then he's attacked. Um, and as a result of being attacked, he... Um, he suffers a heart attack, but uh, this, of course, wouldn't have happened if he had not been attacked by this the creature. And we we learn uh, that he um, was estranged from um, his daughter, uh, Callie. Um, and um, Callie uh, is played by uh, Carrie Coon. And she gets left uh, Egon's farm um, after he dies. And um, it was so touching. Well, one thing I loved about the film, I loved. So, I I underestimated how much I would love this film. And I underestimated, when I finished watching it, how much I would want to watch it again and again and again and again. Just like I watched the original Ghostbusters films when I was a kid. And why is that? Because, you know, it's a it's a, a love letter to the fans, but it's also um, a, a, a touching tribute to Harold Ramis, um, who died in 2014, um, and who couldn't appear in the film directly, of course, but he's definitely in the film in spirit, and 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 um, I say that um, to mean he's he's in the film in spirit in multiple ways, and um, I don't really want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it all. But at the end, when oh, I'm probably going to spoil it anyway. But the Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters, turn up at the end, as does Egon, and we get to see. Um, a um, a depiction of Harold Ramis um, alongside the original Ghostbusters, who we learn is also a was estranged from them because something happened. He decided to leave New York. He decided to run away, come to Oklahoma, uh, but he never um, explained why he was doing what he was doing, where he was going, um, and. Um, 
you know, there's there's, there's a great deal of estrangement uh, between Egon and his um, his daughter, and um, as well as between Egon and the, the original Ghostbusters, who have moved on. Um, they are no longer Ghostbusters. Um, they are they've you know uh, Peter Venkman, um, who's played by uh, Bill Murray. You know he's um, uh, teaching, I think, at the at a university. And um, Raymond Stantz, uh, Ray, he's um, um, working um, at a um, at a, uh, a a store where he sells like supernatural um accoutrements and and things like that and um uh winston zedmore uh played by ernie hudson you know he's set up his own business he's been become very successful so they've moved on and um you know they hadn't heard from egon in many years um they didn't even know that he died until um egon's uh granddaughter uh, Phoebe, played by uh, McKenna Grace, tells him. Um, um, but um, they do um, end up coming to the the rescue at the end. Um, but it's just it was just so there's so many great things in this film, and um, when the um, when the family. Uh, when Callie's family, uh, which includes uh, Phoebe, as I was saying, which is her daughter, uh, McKenna, played by McKenna Grace, um, Trevor, uh, played by uh, Finn Wolfhard, um, when they they uh, move to um, to Egon's uh, farm, um, it's in very bad conditions, very run down. Um, and they don't want to be there. They want to, you know, um, Callie wants to just get what she can from the the, the 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 place. And she doesn't really want to spend too much time there. But she's been left the place. But, um, you know, as, as they spend more time um, in Egon's uh, house, they discover things. And um, Phoebe discovers um that uh at the time that egon was um uh, attacked uh he was holding um one of the um the uh pieces of equipment that um um ghostbusters used to detect um supernatural um uh apparitions um uh and he she she sees it underneath um the this the chair where he uh where he died and um yeah and Callie's struggling she's a struggling uh single mother um they um at the beginning of the film they're living in um a uh, a Chicago apartment that they can't afford to to stay in. Uh, in fact, they are on the verge of being evicted from it. Um, so you know when they're given this opportunity to go to Oklahoma because this, they'd been left 
this home by Egon, they um, they decide to to go and because really Phoebe um, she knows um, she knows nothing about um, her grandfather. She hadn't really been um, told um, that much about him. Um, she didn't even know that he was a Ghostbuster. Um, she didn't know that he was Egon Spengler. Um, so, yeah, so she discovers this, um, um, this, uh, the detector that they, they use. And, um, to, you know, detect, uh, for, um, supernatural, um, um, beings. And, um... She starts to be um, be contacted um, by uh, this um, unseen um, force, this unseen spirit. Because um, at first she doesn't really believe in, in ghosts and the, the, the paranormal. Um, but, um, yeah, she, um, Phoebe and... Um, um, and has, uh, been, uh, enrolled in, um, um, summer, summer school, um, and Trevor, um, while he's, um, while they're staying in Somerville, he's, uh, working, um, at a, um, fast food restaurant, um, and it's, uh, when, um, Callie drops Phoebe off at, um, the uh, the summer science class um this is when they um they first come into contact with uh, seismologist uh, Gary uh, Gruberson uh, he's played by uh, Paul Rudd and he and this is something that uh, we see that the 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 surrounding area appears to be having um earthquakes and um uh, Gary seems very interested in what the, what uh, the cause of this is, um, um, but he doesn't really let on what he knows. Um, and but the more that Phoebe and um, her brother and her, her mother are, are at the the farmhouse, as I say, they they discover they start to find certain things um phoebe finds a uh, ghost trap um underneath um the the floorboards um of the um of the farmhouse um after she uh, deciphers a a puzzle that egon um had uh, seemingly uh, created and uh, as i say it's when she discovers um, this this ghost trap, um, which she shows to Gary uh, Gruberson, uh, and also her new friend uh, Podcast, uh, that's his name, uh, and Podcast played by uh, Logan Kim, and I believe that this film, this role, um, was his first role in a, in a film, and he's really great. He, you know, he's walk current, always walking around uh, with a microphone. He's always uh, recording himself and um you know he, he claims he's only got one listener and we find out later on in the film that it's 
In fact, uh, Ray, Ray Stance, uh, played by Dan Aykroyd, who is his one subscriber, uh, one listener. Um, but yeah, he's great, and he and Phoebe have a great shorthand. They, um, they uh, are f- uh, friends. Um, they're oh, lab partners uh, um, very quickly after a um, meeting. And uh, Gary... Um, he is a fan of the Ghostbusters. Um, he reveals that to, to Phoebe that um, uh, Egon, um, her, her grandfather Egon Spengler, was a Ghostbuster, um, and uh, he shows her a, a clip that the commercial of the Ghostbusters outside the the famous Ghostbusters firehouse in New York, um, and she wants to know more. But uh, and she's. Um, angry with her mother, Callie, for not telling her more about um, her grandfather uh, and also not revealing who he was. Um, um, But then Gary um, and uh, Phoebe and Podcast um, start to do tests on the the ghost trap that they they found and um, to try and open it. And they... um, end up uh, releasing uh, one of uh, Goza, the Gozerian's sentinels, which um, look to be very like these um, demonic dog-like characters, um, these creatures, um, very similar, well, in fact, identical to the creatures that we saw in the original Ghostbusters film. Uh, you know where Rick Moranis um, t- and Sigourney Weaver turned in to get um, possessed by these spirits, and um, they become these. Um, uh, you know they become the, the 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 key master and the gatekeeper, and so that they can um, aid in the um, the release of Goza, the Gozerian, which is this very demonic. Um, um, creature, and um, um, while also um exploring the farmhouse, um, more Phoebe uh, discovers Egon's um underground laboratory, um, where where he has um uh, all of his old. Ghost, the old Ghostbusters equipment, including proton packs. Um, there was I have the 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 Ghostbusters jumpsuits uh, from the original nineteen eighty four film, and um, this is where and uh, this is where uh, Phoebe um, takes one of the pro- the proton packs from, and along with podcast um, tests the use of the proton packs to see if they still work after all this time um and while doing this they end up um um finding a a ghost that um appears to be haunting a foundry um and they try to capture it with one of the um the the ghost traps and to um you know um get a hold of it with the 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 proton beam of the proton pack um but the the ghost um evades them and um gets away um 
and um but um something else that um is discovered by Trevor uh, who um, appears to be very mechanically minded, whereas Phoebe is uh, very scientifically minded. She even wears glasses very similar to Egon. Um, and uh, Trevor um, discovers in uh, one of the, the outbuildings of, um, of the farm, uh, he discovers the Ghostbusters original Cadillac Ecto-1. Um, which he um, makes repairs to the engine and then uses and gets uh, running again. And um, um, he uh, takes it for a joyride to um, one of the, um, the the fields near the, the uh, near the farm. Uh, while and he also encounters Phoebe and podcast uh who are um trying to um capture um the uh the, the ghost um that they've been trying to um that had been evading them um and um while racing through the town of somerville in the ecto one uh they end up getting arrested uh because of the, the damage that uh, is incurred in the town. Um, the equipment that they're carrying gets seized. They they're put in a uh, holding cell. And um, knowing that um, she will get one telephone call while she's uh, incarcerated, Phoebe decides to call the um, the phone number, the telephone number that was given out on the original Ghostbusters um, TV commercial. And uh, when she rings this number, she gets in contact with Ray Stantz, uh, who, as I said, is now running a um, a, um, a store. Um, and um, he explains that, you know, they're no longer Ghostbusters, that um, he didn't really it doesn't really have anything good to say about Egon Spengler he um re he explains to Phoebe that Egon just you know um took off and ran away and he didn't explain where he was going and what he was doing um but this is when Phoebe reveals to, to Ray that Egon had died and uh um you know, um, Ray is saddened by this um, because obviously they didn't. He didn't want them to disband in the first place, but um, you know it happened. And um, Egon stole the equipment, uh, moved to Somerville, um, but he didn't explain what he was doing. So this caused a great and deep rift between him and the uh, the original ghostbusters um but egon egon's spirit his his ghost is very is still there um and has is throughout the entire film influencing um phoebe um directly 
and he leads Callie um, as well um, to a, a wall uh, of uh, notes um, that he uh, kept, and also pictures of um, of his of his daughter. Um, because Callie comes to the conclusion that Egon didn't care about her. He ran away. He left her and left her mother. Um, that's why she she come to hate him. But uh, she discovers that no, he he loved her, even though he he, he seemingly left her and ran away. Um, but he did so because he was. He was um, looking for something. And even though he didn't explain why and what he was looking for. He came to Somerville for, for a reason. Um, um, and um, Phoebe podcast um, Trevor. And also um, the character uh, Lucky. Um, Lucky uh, Domingo, who's played by Celeste O'Connor, uh, who works um, at the uh, the diner, uh, the fast food restaurant where um, uh, Trevor works. Even though Trevor, she she's older than Trevor, but Trevor lied about his age to get the job um, in the kitchen there, and. Um, yeah, so Phoebe podcast Lucky and Trevor, uh, they end up uh, finding um, um, Goza's uh, temple uh, within a, uh, a nearby mine, um, very near to uh, a natural um, formation, rock formation. Um, and when they go down um into into the mine um they um discover um that egon had um had kept the 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 place um defended uh by automated proton cannons that had been installed that would hinder goza uh, the gozerian's attempts to cross over from the the spirit world to this world um but um the um the uh maleficent um spirits um zool um and uh vince uh uh clotho uh possess uh cali and also uh gary um they uh destroy egon's uh equipment um um which allows of course goza to escape uh, and cross over um and um it's very similar very you know makes you think about um the events uh, of the the original ghostbusters film which um also told the story of um goza um and um yeah this is a, a continuation this time you know goza may actually win out and um in um yeah it's um in this film 
Uh, Goza was played by um, Olivia Wilde, uh, who's a great actor in her own right. Um, and um, we also see uh, J.K. Simmons, uh, who plays um, the character Ivo Shandor, uh, who is the leader of a, uh, a Goza-worshipping cult. Um, um, and he was responsible, we discover, for the Sumerian god Goza's arrival in Ghostbusters. Uh, but for um, several years, um, uh, Goza um, had um, been uh, in a stasis um, um, chamber there um, in in the uh, in the mine near to where Goza's temple was, uh, just waiting for Goza's uh, return. Um, then, uh, um, Phoebe and, and, and Trevor and, um, and podcast, um, they, um, they face off, off against, uh, Goza. In fact, Phoebe does. She tries to, uh, distract Goza so that, um, podcast can, can put a, uh, a trap underneath Goza and um try and trap Goza within it. Um but um unfortunately um things don't don't go uh to plan. Um podcast ends up capturing um Zool um the the um the uh maleficent um spirit that is possessing uh Kali and uh, who uh, also transforms her into one of these demonic uh, dog um, uh, creatures. Um, but um, they end up, um, the kids, and uh, um, are able to lure Goza to, um, back to the, um, back to the farm, uh, uh, where Egon had set up his own um, trap, uh, but of course we saw, we see at the beginning of the film it failed to capture Goza um, um, back then, um, and um, we discover that um, um, Goza had um, was the one responsible for killing Egon and causing him to have a heart attack. Um, but yeah, the kids and, um, Callie, they, they try to once again, um, try to capture, um, Goza, uh, who, um, who's, when Callie, uh, is uh, released, when, uh, Zool is, um, ex- um, um, exercised from Callie, um, this affects, um, Goza. Um, their ability to manifest um, uh, clearly in this in this world, um, which is why um, Goza um, is trying to attempt to um, defeat the the kids and c- possess um, get Zul to possess Kali again potentially, uh, but in the end, uh, Zul goes on to possess. Um, 
goes on to possess um, Lucky, uh, played by uh, Celeste O'Connor, and um, things don't seem to be um, able to come to a satisfying conclusion. It, it, it even seems that the kids are going to fail, and they won't be able to capture Goza, and then... Um, and then we see the arrival of um, the original Ghostbusters. Um, uh, Ray Stantz, Peter Venkman, Winston Zedmore, who uh, all uh, arrive with their uh, upgraded proton packs that they had from uh, Ghostbusters 2, I'm guessing. Um, and also the 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 grey um, um, jumpsuits that they wore in that film. And um, they they arrive to help defeat Goza once again. Um, and um, we get to see... Um, we get to see Egon in his spirit form, in his, uh, as, as, a, as a ghost... And the way that they made, um, um, the way that they showed, um, Egon, um, as, who appears, you know, um, exactly like how Ramus would look now if he was still alive, uh, but who actually was played by Bob Gunton, um, and... The, the the digital work that they did to 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 create um Harold Ramis's um appearance and to put it onto Bob Gunton who's a great actor in his own right but um he must have played this um role who must have done this role you know because he was also a fan of the of um Harold Ramis and um and the, the Ghostbusters film who, which many people are, I mean, you know, they're, they're absolutely universally loved um, throughout the world. But um, I found it very emotional when I saw Egon, um, when I saw how Ramis or how he appeared, he would, um, he might appear and um, the way that he assisted um, Phoebe and he stood alongside the other Ghostbusters as they tried to trap um, Goza. And I thought it was so so touching. And um, the Ghostbusters and Phoebe are um, are um, successful in restraining Goza, and um, they end up crossing the the proton streams, um, which. Um, they did in the first film, which uh, was successful in destroying the the Marshmallow Man and also Goza in the process, or seemingly. Uh, Trevor uses um, uh, uh, one of the um, the proton pack um, um, guns to uh, charge the, um, the the trap. Um, the field trap field that Egon had set up to trap Goza, 
um, in front of the the farmhouse. Um, he uses his proton pack to to charge the trap's power source, and um, then the traps are all um, activated, and uh, Goza um, is eventually captured, uh, as well as all of their other minions that were released. Um, and then we have a, a great and touching scene where Egon um, is reconciling with his family, including Callie and um, Phoebe. But he also is seen and being spoke to by the original Ghostbusters. And even though Egon doesn't say anything, just his appearance and his demeanour um, just says so much. Um and um yeah it was uh just really great and emotional film and i i as i said i didn't anticipate that it would touch me as it has and uh even though as i say i've been a fan of ghostbusters the ghostbusters films and even the ghostbusters tv animated tv shows um growing up um but this to me was a fitting um a fitting third film in the franchise um and just a wonderful send off for um for such a, a wonderful actor director um um in uh, Hal Ramis and he was he was a brilliant actor brilliant director um and his character Egon Spengler you know is um, a much loved character by by um a great many people especially those who are fans of ghostbusters um and we see um the uh the ghostbusters take the ecto-1 back to new york um and in the mid-credit and post-credit scenes we see that peter venkman is now married to dana barrett played by Scorny Weaver who also appears in the film doing the same test same psychic test that we saw Peter Venkman do on his students when he was um um at uh, um, college um we saw that in the original 1984 film we also discover uh, that Winston um having now become a wealthy businessman since leaving the Ghostbusters um he has uh, acquired the ghost the old ghostbusters firehouse uh where in the basement um we discover that a light on the ecto containment unit appears to be flashing red um which um um would indicate that um something uh, or someone um or that there seems to be some kind of error within it um perhaps something is uh, about to escape but um yeah that that's that's the film uh, in a in a nutshell really and that's the events that um we see but um yeah as i say it's such a i didn't uh, didn't think that i i would l- love this film as much as i i do and i i the 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 thing that i love the most about it is that it connects so effortlessly to the the previous two films 
Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. And it also continues the film, continues the, the universe, continues the characters. Um, and just... Yeah, it's... Um, it's a really... It just brought home how much those films, the original two Ghostbusters films, meant to an entire generation. Especially, you know, people my age who grew up in the 80s, the 1980s, you know... We used to watch those films over and over again. Um, and we, there was a great love for those films um, for many reasons because they were filled, those films were filled with so much, um, you know, fun filled scenes. And, um, you know, the, the characters were so well rounded and um, just so, there was just something about them and that team and, um, even the the music, the soundtrack, everything, and um, yeah, it's um, it's a shame that um, other characters, uh, such as Rick Moranis, could not appear in the in the film. Um, but uh, I believe that he is actually retired from acting. Um, he played the character of uh, Louis Louis uh, Tully in the original films. Um, but I'm just so gra- glad that they were able to bring Harold Ramis into the film um, um, in such in 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 a very profound way. Actually, the way that they did it, it, it it's uncanny the um, the way he looks in the film and um, the way he it's it's dedicated. The film is dedicated to Harold Ramis, and um, um, it's. Yeah, such a great film, and uh, I don't know if they will make a sequel to it. Um, I don't know whether they 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 need to. I, I think I don't think they. Before I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife, I didn't really think that they needed to continue the the franchise. I think the the first two films stood stood on their own quite well. Um, and I didn't, I don't think they really needed to, to make another film. They didn't make, need to make the, the 2016 remake, uh, or reimagining or whatever that is considered to be. Um, but after watching, um, Ghostbusters Afterlife, I can honestly say that it, it, I'm, I'm so glad that they made it, um, because it is a great send-off um, and a great tribute to these characters. Um, it really brought back a lot of feelings for me, especially. It made me feel like I was a kid again, you know, watching the original Ghostbusters films, being absolutely captivated by the characters and the situations and... Um, yeah, it was just so... I was just spellbound watching. Uh, and it just made me want to go back and watch the original films. Watch the first film, the 1984 film, and then Ghostbusters 2, which came out in 1989, and then watch this film again. Because, you know, there is a through line. There is a story there. You know, the, you, you had this, this group of friends who became colleagues and Ghostbusters who saved New York City on multiple occasions. Uh, from the ghosts that um, haunted and inhabited it. 
Um, and yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I've always been a fan of Ghostbusters, as I say, and, um, I'm, as I say, I think we, we now have a, a trilogy, um, and I don't think that they, they, I mean, I would absolutely love if they made another one, because I think they have, um, the, the, the filmmakers have successfully expanded the universe of Ghostbusters and, you know, it could go on, um, if it, if it wanted to, but, um, as I say, if it, if it doesn't, then I'd be still happy with what we've got, um, and, and yeah, I think if you are a fan of the original Ghostbusters films, then you have to see this, um, this film. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife because um is it necessary no but it's it's heartfelt as I say it's a love letter it's a, a touching tribute to a generation to characters to actors um and it's a it gives you a great deal of nostalgia you know which is um not a bad thing sometimes makes you remember how magical it was to be a kid and to enjoy um experiences and movies um that um really do draw you in and the ghostbusters films definitely were that for me when i was a kid you know i i wanted a proton pack i wanted an ecto 1 um i wanted to you know, I wanted the Ghostbusters firehouse um, um, toy. I wanted the action figures. I wanted everything. You know, I was I was just absolutely enamoured with that um, universe, with those characters, and um, and yeah, I'm and I'm glad that I waited. I'm glad that circumstances made it so that I waited to watch Ghostbusters Afterlife at home. Um, rather than um, watch it or stream it or even rent it I'm glad that I've actually purchased it and I have it physically um, and that I can watch it um, along with the other Ghostbusters films which I already had a copy of but um, yeah it's um, just a um, just a beautiful a beautiful thing beautiful tribute um, Ghostbusters Afterlife and um, I can't wait to go back and watch the original 1984 film and the 1984 Ghostbusters 2 and then um, watch Ghostbusters Afterlife once again and um, be touched once again by um, the the attention to detail um, that uh, that's present in the film but uh, yeah, so if you're a fan of Ghostbusters Afterlife, if you sorry, if you're a fan of the Ghostbusters films, then you'll definitely love um, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and um, you should definitely check it out um, if and when you can, um, if and where possible. Um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna leave it there for now. Uh, I just want to say thank you for listening. I uh, hope you like what you heard, and I'll talk to you again soon. Hi everyone, this is Mark. 
So I hope you did enjoy what you heard in this episode of the podcast. And uh, if you did and uh, you would like to enjoy more of my content, um, I'm uh, a writer, I'm a poet, and I'm an author. Uh, I've written 11 books of uh, poetry uh, and short stories and uh, short novels. So if you're interested in reading some of my poems, my short stories, or uh, the stories within my novels, then you can check them out online on Amazon or um, from the, the book depository or online at uh, Barnes & Noble. And uh, if you want to check out some of my re- most recent uh, poems, then if you head over to uh, markthepoet.me online, then you can check out some of my most recent poems and also some of the poems that I've written uh, in the past. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I hope you like what you heard and I'll talk to you again soon.